news, everyone. Yes, good news indeed for all you Futurama fans because we've just launched our brand new Tales of Futurama podcast available exclusively on Patreon. What we've done is we've gone all the way back to the beginning and we're going to review the complete first season of this amazing show. But that's not all. We've also just launched our brand new movie review podcast where each month we're going to review some of our favorite films, both past and present. And we've just kicked things off with an in-depth review of Marvel's Avengers Infinity War. Also, if trivia is your thing, then you're going to love my brand new trivia podcast where I'm going to test your Simpsons knowledge and see just how much you really know about our favorite four-fingered family. As a four-finger discount patron, you'll also get exclusive cast and crew interviews of the past, plus some pretty exciting interviews we've got lined up in the near future. You'll also get access into our exclusive Facebook group where you get to have daily banter with both Mitch and myself. Oh, and of course, you'll get access into our monthly prize draws where we give away both a minor and a major prize valued up to $100. So what are you waiting for, guys? Jump on the bandwagon and join the four-finger discount family. Not only will you be supporting the show, but you'll also be helping us achieve our dream of one day quitting our jobs in order to bring you more and more weekly Four Finger Discount Podcast. Oh my God, Krusty's shoes! Okay, folks, show's over. Nothing to see here. Show's. Oh my God, a horrible plane crash! Hey, everybody, get a load of this flaming wreckage! Come on, crowd around. Crowd around, don't be shy, crowd around. Ladies and gentlemen, Krusty the Clown is dead. <gasps> Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount. This week we are here to review Bart the Fink. I am Dando and I, I need am- help. Sorry, I'm Mitch, and what did you say? I need help. You need help? What do you need help with? I'm an addict. I'm officially an addict. Is this crack? Is this... You're a crack? It's crack just, addict now? I don't know how I can overcome this addiction, man. I've, I've, Hang on. Are we... You know me, I'm are you reading? Sh- I'm, are you reading Mark Bomber Thompson's press release? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what's going on here? No, and that's a joke that's going to be dated to everyone that's not a patriot. <laughs> to anyone that's not Australian is just not going to stand that. But the thing is, you know me, I'm a pretty straight-laced guy. Yeah. I, I don't know how to, how to overcome this. Pop vinyls. I, fi- I find myself... You keep buying pop vinyls. I, I knew I was in trouble when I found myself going to the toilet just so I can get away from the crowd of people that were at my house last night, just so I can go to the toilet and have a hit. Fingering? <laughs> is that what it is? It's Golf Clash, man. Golf Clash? I'm addicted to this app, to this game. What is Golf Clash? That's the one I tried to tell you about two weeks ago. It's this game where you compete against other people in real time. Are they a sponsor of golf. the show? They're not. Then why are we talking about them? Because I, I need help. How do I, how do you, have you ever been addicted to a game? I'm at the point where I'm literally, every spare moment of the day, I'm thinking, I could play Golf Clash right now. <laughs> um, no, I'm uh, not fully addicted. Not I'm in, really in, addicted and I need help. <laughs> all right, well. I have to delete the app from my phone. I I'm sure there'll be a helpline somewhere. It has to be. Golf, maybe in the fine print. I don't know. Uh, golf I just Clash, don't know what to do. Golf Clash anom- Anonymous, what, GCA? I, I, well, now you just made me curious. Like, now I want to get on it. Like, you know when someone... I told you two weeks ago, I said, get onto it. I want to play it. Because you can play against your friends. You know when a heroin addict tells of how fully addicted they are to heroin, and they'll tell a story about how I'd sold everything in my house just for a hit, and what my the veins in my arms weren't working, the va- and I'd run out of space between my toes, and I had to inject it into my fucking eye. Bubs. And, and yeah, the bubbles. And you're there, and you're like, that's awful. That's horrible. But in the back of your head, you're like... I wonder 
how good something must feel to make a man do that. Well, mate, you love golf. I think if you got onto this, you'd be it'd be the end of you. I uh, while we're talking about apps, just quickly, you know, um, PUBG, Pad- uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. No, I think that is the name. So it's it's a another app, is it? Uh, well, it's a on it's a PC game that's, that took the world by storm. Fortnite is very similar to this in its concept. A hundred people go in, last man standing survives. Like Battle Royale. Yeah, they recently released a mobile version of it. So I'd never had the PC version. Um, mobile version came out free to download. I went, oh yeah, I'll jump in on that. First ever game, seven kills, one, not touching it again. I am undefeated. <laughs> You won. Yeah. You were the last man standing. I was the last man standing, first ever attempt, and I was super fucking proud of the fact. Oh, wow. See, Like, more proud than I should have been for what amounted to a, you know, 20-minute video game that Ash got mad at me for because she came home as I was about 15 minutes in and started talking to me, and I gave her nothing. I didn't even know I was giving her nothing, this, but I was like, yeah. this isn't, I can't pause this. I can't put this down. That's what happens, because they try and talk to you. You go, look, I, I, I can't stop this. I'm playing against this person in real time. Just yeah. give me a minute. Yeah. And then they get angry with you. Yeah, I, yeah, the, what the bitches. <laughs> they don't understand. But I knew, see, the moment was last night. I'm laying in bed and I'm playing against this guy. I don't know where he's from, but mm. I'm playing and then this sale comes up and I almost spent money on an app. So this looks very similar to WGT, World Golf Tour. Okay. That, except WGT is not as cartoony. Uh, yeah. It's, it's more sort of photorealistic. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway. But I almost spent money on a, on a package, like a deal, and I went, mm. ooh, I need, I, I need to stop right now. <laughs> I, you were trying to unlock the uh, Callaway Chrome yeah. <laughs> I'm editing the podcast all day, the Futurama podcast today, and I'm constantly picking up my phone about to start playing. What, what are you doing? Put the phone down and edit. But anyway. Is that why we're talking about this? You haven't watched the episode? Because <laughs> you've just been too busy. <laughs> but in news for you, you're going to Bali this week. So I'm going to Bali this next week. Next week, so you'll be doing it live from Bali, correct? Uh, yeah, live from the beautiful... Dirty beaches of Bali. Yeah. Um, you want, so you don't want to go to Bali? Sounds like you're not very excited. No, I'm fine. I'm looking forward you're to You're looking it. forward to going to dirty beaches? Yeah. Okay. Like, what's wrong with a little bit of hepatitis on your holiday? <laughs> That's Where else are you supposed to go? Have you been to Bali before? Ten years ago. I thought yeah. I would never go back. Um, no, not a good experience. Oh, it was a fine experience, but I felt like I'd done everything. Everything, not not like everything. Not like Been to like, the cafe, been to the pub, done it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, not everything in in the sense of like, oh, that, if you want to know about Bali, come talk to me about Bali because I know it all. Uh, because every fucking Australian that goes to we Bali have, does that. We you're have like, a woman at work who's like that and she's the most Australian person you'll ever meet. Yeah. It's <laughs> that, oh, you're going to Bali. Where are you staying? Oh, God, that hotel. What? what what's that? $53 a night. I stayed there for 51 six months ago. It was newer accommodation back then. It was probably a better deal. But like, I, like it's everyone gets so smug about, I got the best deal at Bali, and I hate that element of it. But the weather's going to be nice, Dando. And I just want to sit and do very little for a week. That's my goal this holiday. I'm just looking forward to seeing all the Instagram posts you're going to put up with your feet in front of the pool. You now people take photos of their feet when they're on holiday. Yep. That'll people be, care that that'll people, be people banned. Care? <laughs> <laughs> There'll be none of that. All the delicious food posting you're going to do. I might do a bit of that. Do you do food posting? I did in New York because I was very excited. I kept posing with the American pizza. food's different. Yeah. Um, no. No, realistically, I'm probably not going to touch my phone from, you know, phone will be off on Saturday, turned on when I return the following week. Will you take the camera? If you want to get your camera business, oh, maybe. Your business going? Maybe. The only thing is the weight of them, isn't it, when you're going on holiday? Yeah, I've only Trying to seven, carry my camera around on Seven the... kilos of carry-on. Oh, it's not good. Anyway, so, Bart the Fink, what did you think of the episode? I really enjoy it. Okay. <laughs> um, it's a story it's, it's, about how we put people on a pedestal, our heroes. It is. And 
what I really like about it is the way Krusty embraces what should be the negatives about being on a pedestal. I really also like the fact that this is like... Sometimes when you see Krusty, it's the childish side of Krusty. But this episode, even um, when he owes money to the mob, uh, like they're the more adult versions of Krusty where he has some genuinely funny lines. Like it's not lines where he's actually trying to be funny. He's just genuinely funny from time to time. Um, It's more his reaction to the scenario that's funny, not what he's actually saying. Yeah, I mean, it is what he's saying, but he's not... Huge cheese. He's not leaning it into it. He's not leaning into it as a joke. Yep, yep, yep. What about you? I find it not a very funny episode. For some reason, I've always felt that the growing up, I always liked the Bart the Fink and Lisa the Iconoclast as a double header because mm. they came right after each other. But watching this, I just thought there's not too much to this episode, and really the ending sort of spoils the, the episode to me because if it was that easy in the end, why did he have to go move out and live out in the sea? What do you mean if it was that easy? They had the to end? do that ending where he, it, he they revealed that he was insured, mm. right? And it tied everything up because now he's going to have lots of money again. Yeah. Well, if it was that well, if that was the case, then why didn't he just do that in the first place? Why was he planning to live out and see? Why wouldn't he just pretend to kill himself? Oh, well, so I guess that was always the backup plan, that I'll become Rory B. Bellows and, and you know, I'll insure Rory B. Bellows and I can pay my debts. But at the same time, maybe he just got down there, he got a little waft of sea salt in the air and went, hmm. This could be the life for me. Nah, it's, it's crusty, man. Crusty I, loves the fame. Yeah, but he'd forgotten about it. The kids had to remind him of the fact. So, I, I, you know, he got to a fork in a road and he chose Rory B. I just find it strange that Lisa, well, we understand Bart, but Lisa's willing to sort of push away her uh, morals when, in regards to Krusty. He's cheating on his tax. Mm. She doesn't care about that because she's... She just wants Krusty back. Yeah, she's never cared about morals towards the government, though. Like, it's not like he was cheating. What do you mean? What about the voting? Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Voter fraud, different story. Is it really, though? Yeah, no, no, because that, um, I mean, voter fraud was people influencing other people's lives very, very directly. Like, Mm -hmm. Sideshow Bob was actually the one that was um, perpetrating the voter fraud. Uh, little Lisa, Mrs. Lisa goes to Washington. That was the congressman that was being fraudulent. Yeah. Whereas someone ripping off the government by cheating on their taxes, it's the little guy hitting up at the big guy. It's not the other way around. I always saw it as Lisa was willing to put her morals aside because she could see how much it was affecting Bart. Okay. Because Bart, essentially in Bart's mind, he's killed his hero yeah. inadvertently. Who was your hero growing up? Who was your crusty? And has that changed now? Do you have... Your idea of a hero, has it changed from when you were a kid to now? I've never looked at any form of entertainer yeah. as a hero. No, it may not, well, who is your inspiration then, so to speak? Do you okay. have one? I don't know that I have just one. I think it has changed a lot throughout the years. Like There were times where, certainly when I was young, some of the first stand-up comedians that I took notice of were Will Anderson, Dave Hughes. Yep. From acting standpoints, uh, there's always been Philip Seymour Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, all those sorts of guys. Like, they're, they're, so they're people that I've always looked to as inspirations, for sure. Um, sporting hero. We always we all have a sporting hero, right? Because Luke, Luke, Luke Hodge is your hero. It's actually pretty funny. On my Facebook on this day popped up with uh, Luke Hodge has a buy the same week that Osama bin Laden is killed. Coincidence? The world owes you a great debt, Mister Hodge. <laughs> for me, my inspiration is Vince McMahon from WWE. I just love his work ethic. People say it's a detriment to him and the people around him because he's always he expects everyone to work as much as him. But he has the motto of, if you're asleep, you can't be making money. 
Well, you can. I mean, if you've got it in a term deposit, that's paying interest, <laughs> regardless of what you're doing. There are many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could be making money. Tell Vince to have a little nap, and it'll be fine. His apparently bank like account's three, not going to catch sleep a night. Apparently, the dude's having. He's like seventy something. It's going to yeah, catch right. up to him eventually. But he's lived quite the life of Vince. Yeah, I guess some people are just built for that. Yeah, true. Mark Thompson, another one. Three or four hours sleep a night is, you know, ample. It, it was three or four hours sleep a week. Seen that guy's eyes, yeah. the bags under his eyes, that's taken its toll. It's <laughs> made so much sense of years. Mark, explain it, who Mark Thompson is. Mark Thompson, well. former premiership coach of Geelong yeah, and yeah. not premiership coach of Essendon. Um, <laughs> premiership <laughs> captain of Essendon, though. Yeah, premiership captain going back far enough. Um, had been reduced over the last few years to a series of quite baffling and, like, in hindsight, now understandable appearances on TV where he would often talk to himself and agree with things that he said. So it'd be like if I was doing him, it'd be, um, yeah, Mark Thompson was really, uh, really, really strange. I thought on 360 last night, Mm. he always, he always goes, yeah. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Getting back to Bart the Fink. Do you know what I loved? I loved the visual of Krusty in a tracksuit. Yeah, it's just he's just embraced being poor. Yeah. <laughs> what was your favorite moment from the episode? Kemp Brockman. I don't say evasion. I say avoision. I've heard that's a play on something that actually happened in real life with a newsreader or something. Yeah, right. That wouldn't surprise me. Particularly, it, it certainly wouldn't surprise me because that'd be the sort of thing that Harry Shearer would be would know about. So if a writer pitched that to, um, he's going to find that in a script and go. Oh, yes, perfect. Like, he has a great collection of those sorts of clips in his head. My favourite moment from the episode was, uh, it's just the visual of when Homer says, why, you could wake up dead tomorrow. And Bart just looking at him. Just gives him nothing, but the look is just amazing. Alrighty, so now it's time for some uh, trivia. Uh, well, uh, alternate titles. Did alternate titles. Uh, well, I, I, I don't do them anymore. You don't, just, you've I, just given up entirely. <laughs> I, up, I leave it. Every time I do one, you'd go terrible. And my self esteem was just taken. My self esteem was broken. Well, I had some, to stop. Sometimes they were fine. I, Some, beca- I became an addict after you kept breaking me down. I, so I've sent you to golf class <laughs> <laughs> to build my self esteem back up. <laughs> That's got to be your like opening salvo when you're doing your speech. In like, so this is season one of The Wire. Right now, you're just an addict, and in season five, you're going to have a great emotional moment. But it's going to be that like, I remember the first time I ever went to golf class. <laughs> 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 just spent three and a half hours working on an alternate title of Mother Simpson. <laughs> oh, Mitch, he gave it nothing. <laughs> anyway, at the time, I tried to act like I had no never mind, but then I just ran straight out. I was looking for something. Uh, <laughs> it was 10 o'clock at night. The driving range was shut. Pulled up my phone trying to Google where I could play some golf and this app came up. <laughs> I feel like that. I promise they're not a sponsor, by the way. I feel, <laughs> I feel like that's an improv that I could go on with for quite a while. And I'm maybe do. I was just sitting back and letting you go for it. Maybe that could be a little Patriot exclusive. Let's set up Mitch's a, bubs. Yeah, when I'm when I'm back from Bali, let's set up not necessarily as bubs, but we'll set up me. Never mind. Guys, something's (laughs) in the works. It's going to be fun. That's a character that I can uh, spend some time with. Anyway, my alternate uh, title, I've decided to keep with a Coen Brothers theme. So, obviously, Bart the Fink, a play on Bart and Fink. I'm going to go with Burn After Defrauding. What's that a play on? Burn After Defrauding. I know. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That, of course, is a a play on Fargo. (laughs) Now, the listeners, uh, our our beautiful patrons, have also submitted some ideas for some alternate titles for this episode. exclusive Facebook group, yes. Jonathan Dafter, uh, I'm a big fan of this one, The Day the Clown Died. Hmm. Dan Eglinton, Watership Clown, that's all I've got. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you're willing to acknowledge that. And... 
One more. Oh, and uh, someone else has pointed out that I actually had a typo and came up with a pretty good alternate ending accidentally, Bart the Finney. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty good. Now, from there, Dando, let's go into... Shall we do a giveaway? I think we're due let's a giveaway Let's do it straight away. Let's month. do it now. Yeah, let's let's wait do it at the start. End. Let's not wait till the end. So, we are giving away... Uh, specimen nibbler. This is a. It's in a box, so I can only describe so much. But Dando, I know you have one of these in the garage. Yeah, it's a seven-inch vinyl figure of Nibbler from Futurama. It comes complete with poop tray. Um, it's from Kid Robot, valued at about seventy dollars, I believe. Mm-hmm. Fantastic figure. It just looks. We got the Bubblebee Man up here. It just looks like Nibbler. It's fantastic. If you're a Futurama fan, you are going to love it. Do you want to reach into the bar, into the container over there, Mitch, and Please draw out a do, name? And let's see whose name we draw out. This Who is week. the lucky winner? All right, here we go. Here we go. Hang on. Uh, this month's lucky winner of the Nibbler figurine is Shane Gavin. Shane. Uh, Shane, thank you very much for the support and congratulations. We'll get that prize to you in the post. Please get us through a message or we'll send you a message. But message us anyway with a postal address to be able to get that up to you. Uh, I, was, I really appreciated, um, I don't remember who it was, but I did see someone posting a photo of their prize just to prove that we are doing this. This is <laughs> like it's not a scam. Now, Dando, uh, from from this month onwards, we are doing both major and minor and draws. Minor prizes, so yeah. major draws for you, our eight dollar above patrons are getting the uh, shall we say slightly more expensive yeah 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 um, options. But that's not to say that the other ones that we're giving away are she- sniffed at. <laughs> certainly not. She- Should we give away a, a set of the Simpsons Land Down Under? Training guns. They're a little bit shit. <laughs> let's give away They're something. They're gag prize. Let's give away something that at the very least is in a box. Oh, man. What oh, have you got on the uh, far right there? Uh, they're the little kid robot figures. So they're mystery minis. Okay. A um, mystery mini. So we don't even know what's inside. No, you never know what's inside. All right. Perfect. Mystery mini can go... Valued at $22, I believe. Reach into the... We've got a separate hat, haven't we, for the lesser patrons. Uh, the sorting hat. Reach in, reach in, reach is, in. Uh, is grumbling around and he's having a look. All right, that, was, who, that was quick. Who have we got there? You're passing it over to me. All right. I thought Dando was going to read it, but I'm no, gonna let you read he's it. keeping the integrity. He draws, <laughs> I read. This one goes to, hold on one second, Mr. Kieran Russell. Kieran Russell. Uh, Kieran, so you are getting a mini Futurama figurine of some kind. No one knows what it is. <laughs> Which I like. I hope. Should we open it on the air for him? No. <laughs> no, it's got to go through to him. Where does Kieran Russell hail from? Do we know? <sighs> the UK of some kind? The UK? I believe. All the way from the UK. See, anywhere in the world you can win a prize. Here anywhere in the discount. world. Uh, Kieran, please shoot us through a message so we can get some details of where we're sending this. Shilden. Somewhere fun. in Shilden. Like a game show. That's fun. <laughs> Every month we're going to be doing this now. <laughs> we're going to need to get a barrel. Yes. We- <laughs> and barrel girls. Yes. That'd be good. <laughs> Just bring. Why not just barrel people, Mitch? Bring, uh, Why does it have to be a girl? Lavinia, Lavinia Nixon. Did That'd she? Be fantastic. Used, she was on Sale of the Century, wasn't she? She was. Yeah, now she's the weather girl. Yeah, okay. Now you mentioned Patreon. Let's tell the people what can they get on Patreon now. Uh, you're better um, at this than I am. Well, not only will you get our future armor, <laughs> Patreon booted my laptop out. That's the issue. What? So, oh I've yeah. Told you, like at work, uh, I have it because. We, long story short, there's a different IP address every time I log in. So really, every time I try to log in, Patreon's like this is an un, it's unknown, a unknown computer. There's verification, so I, I don't jump in to look very often anymore. 
we are doing, as because I put up on the free feed, so you guys would have heard this last week, our first episode of the Futurama podcast that we're now yeah. doing. We're reviewing the first season of Futurama, available exclusively on Patreon. For $5. $5 plus patrons. From season, uh, from the episode two onwards, we're, take, we're giving it the real sort of uh, four-finger discount feel where we go through the episode in depth and whatnot. It just feels like a four-finger discount episode, but Futurama. Mm-hmm. So we're doing the first season of that, plus every month, Mitch, we've got a new podcast called... The Movie Guys. The Movie Guys, starring you. Which is the same podcast we've done sporadically in the past. We just named it. But now it's an official podcast I'm, and I'm it's going to be consistent. <laughs> Every month they're going to get movie reviews now. So we're going to be trying to tackle a retro review and we just put a review up of... The Avengers Infinity War. Yes, which has been getting great reviews. Parts 1 and 2. Yes. We're that good. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, for $5 plus per month on Patreon, you can get access to the Movie Guys podcast, our future on podcast, and whenever we do anything extra like a top 10 or your new... Thing that you're going to be doing that's bubs, but just not sketches. bubs. sketches. I might try to film some sketches just from time to time. Film some sketches. But there's lots of other stuff we're going to be getting into in the future. But support us on Patreon if you'd like to. It's patreon.com slash four-finger discount. For $2 plus, you get access into the Facebook four-finger discount group, mm-hmm. don't you? And that's you great do. fun. It is great fun. You can make fun of me, which has become an annoying trend over the last six weeks. Go in there and make fun of Mitch, because I always like seeing your replies. <laughs> yeah. I, I try to hold my tongue, because I want people to keep paying yeah. money. <laughs> And every now and then I see one and I just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> Time for trivia. What do you got? Uh, four questions for you this week, mm. Dando. Uh, the first one is a nice easy one. What was, what was Krusty's epitaph on his tombstone? See you real soon, kids? Yes. Yes. I only put that in because I really like the word epitaph. Okay. I was try- I, I Both to say a- and to read. I had to guess what that meant. I'm like, <laughs> gravestone? I guess that's what it means. Name. What's the name of the lawyers? There's four names. Mm. I'm assuming it's a lawyer. Yeah, you know, annoyingly, I have that as a question, and I'm not going to be able to answer it because I'm not going to cheat by reading them. <laughs> it's skewer names. Yeah. They, uh, what do we got here? So, uh, do uh, Dewey, yep. Cheatham, How, and Cheatham, How, and Weisman. That is correct. Weisman mango bars. I've got uh, eight or nine questions, so I'll ask the next one as Jesus. well. Jesus, <laughs> since I've already taken one of yours, what does the rest of the money? Who does the rest of the money go to? Oh, um, hmm. Donnie, who loved bowling, and Landers. Okay. How long did it take for Bart to find out what happened to Krusty? So, for the moment he asked about the check, uh, time transpired. and what Three time? hours and a bit? Three hours and a bit, about that, yeah, approximately. Yep. It, was, it, was, yeah, cause it was like two o'clock and they were closing up at five. That's five it, correct. Yep. Yep. What do you got for me? What two courts were at the IRS headquarters? I'm not too sure. It was a sign up. Okay. One court to the left, one court to the right. Is that all it said? No, I'm, okay. I'm, trying, okay. to, no, I'm no. trying to give you a clue. Uh, is it, is it a, like sporting court? Uh, no, uh, so the probate courts <laughs> probate, okay. on the right and food court on the left. Food court. <laughs> I knew one of them wouldn't be a legit proper court. What percentage of Krusty's wage did they take after he opened his big fat mouth? 75%? 95%. 95%. Yeah, because he said he didn't plan on living that long. Yeah, Wooshka. that's a uh, hefty shaving. That's a lot, yes. Uh, my final question, okay. what particular order form... Uh, did they need, did Homer need to fill in at the crust at the IRS burger? Something to do with tax. Well, Schedule well, B uh, yeah, was yeah. the name of the form. Okay, which you know, might be American taxation system. I wouldn't have a clue. But it, the joke was just yeah. What was Marge's gambling losses that year? Seven hundred and fifty dollars. Seven hundred dollars. I think. Seven hundred. Might be seven fifty. I think it was seven hundred. And who was eating a burger in the back? Did you notice that? Just a random um, obscure character who appears quite a few times, and usually when he appears, he's in trouble. Gil. No, Molman. he's not there yet. Oh, Molman. Molman. He's just ah. sitting there enjoying a tasty burger. Yeah, okay. A <laughs> couple more. Uh, which Muppet was at Krusty's funeral? Kermit. Kermit. And which... Held by John Schwarzwalder. Nailed it. Which Simpsons writer? <laughs> People think it's David Crosby. 
He does look like Crosby. He does look very similar. All right, a couple more. What is the name of the sea captain's shop? Um, Shiver Me Timber. He's, he does floor installations. Bait and bargain bin, but it's all apostrophes yeah. with okay. ends. And finally, what does Krusty miss the most? There's two things. Uh, so people like... The phonies. Phonies, yeah. Yep. People that just push him up over nothing. And... Someone's particular New Year's Eve party. Or two people. It's a couple. Famous couple. One of them's now passed away, I believe. Sonny and Cher. I'll give you that. Were they a couple? <laughs> yes. Shirley Jones and Marty Ingalls. Okay. So I didn't know who either of those two were. Neither. Okay. <laughs> but you tell me they're a famous couple. I works. have to look them up for the question. Yes. Also, before we get into our review, we need to remind our uh, listeners, where should I be eating delicious barbecue ribs when they go to Brisbane, Mitch? There's only one place that I would even consider, Dando, and that would be our man, Big Rippin' Roddy. Roddy's Rippin' Rib Shack is the place to be. I've, I've eaten there. You haven't quite got right, chance to go there Brisbane. yet. For a long time It's worth going to Brisbane Just for these ribs They are absolutely delicious I've heard Try the Royal Sampler That's what I have You get a bit okay. of beef You get a bit of pork It's amazing Also what are they Available for functions as well They are available for functions uh, They were uh, Well we're in talks Of perhaps film uh, Filming uh, Recording an episode From up there Yeah Simpsons trivia And I'd be great Maybe fun In already. the sort of Semi-distant future But yeah Something along those lines Will be uh, certainly happening But um, and as you said You have eaten there And you Despite not being A man who frequents The barbecue You've been on a couple it's the um, only time I've eaten pork in the last three years. Yeah. I made and, the exception. And, and raved about it. It was worth it for mm. that. If you love if you love pork, you're going to love this. Also, the reason you should be going there, if you listen to this show, you'll save 10% by saying it's a secret. Exactly right. You don't have to say it like, like Lenny, though, do you? It, it, would, it would help, though. It, I mean, if you want my respect, yeah. Yeah. If, if you just want to <laughs> save your 10%, that's fine. Roddy would just slap you unless you do the impersonation. <laughs> and if you want to check out the menu, you can just find it at bigroddiesribs.com. All right, Mitch, so time for the full review. The original air date was February 11th, 1996. There was no chalk gag. The couch gag was that the couch is a fax machine that spews out a piece of paper. Am I the only one that's noticed that you've stopped saying chalkboard of late? Just just quietly? Have I? I reckon the last three or four episodes, you've just gone chalk gag instead of chalkboard gag. Okay. That's just not... just throwing that out there. Yeah. I, put in, I always put in my notes chalk gag. I must have just subconsciously said chalkboard because we call it chalkboards here. Yeah. It's something weird to notice, but okay. Fair game. It's been bugging me. It's been, so you prefer chalkboard gag, were you? No, you? well, I just I feel like it's been a change. A change that you don't seem to appreciate. Well, I'm just wondering if you knew you were doing it. So you want me to go back to chalkboard? I don't care. There was no I'm chalkboard just gag. It, I'm just wondering if it was a conscious decision that no, you no, made no. to try and save time. No, no. <laughs> to save the millisecond of time. Yes. Uh, the episode kicks off with what, Mitch? Can you remember? Uh, well, it kicks off with the... It's a weird opening, isn't it? It is a very bizarre cold open of uh, a will reading of Great Aunt, Great Aunt Hortense. Yes. Um, I really love Homer in this. Just, oh, poor Aunt Hortense. Woohoo. <laughs> uh, a, lot, a lot of people would be when they get a will. Yeah. Or finding out what they're going to get in the will. Yeah, you get some inheritance from a long-lost relative. Yeah. Like, that's the dream. Someone passes <laughs> away and all these cousins suddenly rock up. Yeah. Like they give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But what do they have to do? They have to spend a night in a haunted house. Yeah, uh, it's a standard clause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but turns out that the house isn't haunted. Best night's sleep they've ever had. Um, yeah. Did you notice, I don't know if you would have noticed, there's a little whisper of the Pier Gin Suite as they're walking out of that house as well, which is the that, like, what suite? Pier Gin Suite. I don't know what that is. It's going to make sense. It's a lot of flute. Oh, okay. Just that little bit of score. But you see it in... You oh, see the music that's playing when they yeah. walk out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it in a lot of... Um, the Simpsons like use it a few times. They do use it a few yeah. times. I feel like it's 
for me, um, the stereotypical thing is wildlife documentaries. It's, I think The Simpsons like to use it when it's morning sun's rising. Yeah. Often that's when you'll... Or when anyone uses it. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Here you go. $100 each. The rest goes to Ann Landers, as was stipulated in your aunt's will. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I must have continued talking after you left the office. I do that sometimes. <laughs> oh, my. The kids reveal what they want to spend their money on, and Marge will not have it, will she? No. Public I, broadcasting. I liked that. <laughs> it was kind of funny that at first I thought Marge was actually going to really encourage some frivolous spending. That thing of like, what are you going to spend your money on, kids? Like, Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, God. My birthday money. Spend what you want. Yeah. Like, that's a loose side of Marge. But then, yeah, snaps instantly. No, no, no. You're putting it in the bank. But then, ironically, just lets Bart get it in checking account anyway. So, it's not like it's putting it in the bank and you can never spend it again. It's put it in the bank and throw away on whatever frivolous stuff you want. Do you remember the Dolomites when we were in primary school? Uh, yeah, vaguely. Did you use the bank book? No. You didn't? No. I mean, my parents occasionally put money in there, but that was as far as it ever went. I think I saved about $12. It was like the most money you could ever possibly have when you were <laughs> six years old. Speaking of public broadcasting, have you ever watched the video? I think it's called something like the, the best argument for saving... It's the guy who saved public broadcasting, Mr. Rogers. Have you ever heard of Mr. Rogers? Yeah, um, everybody's grandfather, Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen a video where he pretty much... Well, he did. He saved public broadcasting television. I haven't. It is worth watching. Just YouTube it after this. Okay. Once I'm telling you a video to watch. Yeah. It's, it's well worth your time. Yeah. Cool. So what does Bart do? Uh, well, they, go, they go to the bank first. And we, I, I actually wrote here. Well, he misses out on his tacos. Yes, oh, yeah. Boy, I sure could go for a hundred tacos right about now. No. <laughs> yes, this should provide adequate sustenance for the Doctor Who marathon. What's your sort of food of indulgence when you're at a movie marathon or when you're going to sit down and binge watch something? Um, you don't come across to me like you'd be a popcorn man at the movies. No, very rarely. Sometimes I'm in the mood, but... Often, if I'm actually just at like the cinema, nothing. You don't eat food. No. Well, you have to have a drink, though. No, not always. Really? Sometimes, but like I, I'm not in that. I've never understood that. Well, it's a movie. I've got to eat. I can't possibly sit still for two hours without shoving food into my face oh. for that entire duration. Like I don't get that compulsion. Like it's so good. That's why. No, but you, but you can do that at any time, or not do that at any time. Like I don't get why sitting in a dark room. There are people that you can can't, hide your shame. There are people that can't do it without popcorn. Yeah, and you only eat the top two percent of the box anyway, and throw the rest out. Oh no, I, I I get halfway through, and it's only during the credits, and go, oh, the opening credits, and go, oh, Brendan, you're a mess. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is that they've got so many credits in movies now that the popcorn goes cold before the movie even starts. Yeah, that's true. You got to time that. I went and saw Infinity War. There's like half an hour of trailers. Oh, you went to the wrong cinema. But anyway, <laughs> aside from that, if I was at home. This isn't going to sound overly exciting, but I okay. guess pizza, because I can keep coming back to it. Yeah, pizza's good. A couple slices, pop it in the fridge, or well, leave it on the counter for a while. You know what pizza's good two, for? And then a, put it in the fridge. A pay, like a sporting pay-per-view. Just getting yeah, pizzas yeah. around. That's good. But I got here, so there's guys at the bank wearing eight masks. I'm gonna, so I must ask Mitch, has he ever had to do something that's like this? Funnily enough, Dando, <laughs> um, occasional listener of the show, Valina Genova, Mm-hmm. Uh, who I can name because she no longer works at the bank, did dress as a house when we were trying to promote a particularly good home loan rate <laughs> in my previous place of important. You made her? Of it was employment. your decision? No, she took it upon herself, God bless her. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to hire a costume, a house, please. Like, where do you get a house costume She from? built it. She built it? Yeah, it was like, it had a harness and straps and shit. It wow. was, um, 
she was studying engineering at the time or construction management sorry but uh but yeah so that was on like a what they called in the bank a home loan blitz day mm-hmm. uh where everyone was going to be focusing on home loans from nine until five and yeah she went dressed as a house that had asked me about our interest rates or something along those lines. It was exactly what they did in you, this. But you personally have never done anything like this? No, the most I've done is wear a t-shirt with a slogan. Okay. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. I just I wanted to know, because from someone who's who works in a bank, whether this scene was funnier having now worked in a bank before you'd watched it, when you didn't work in a bank? Uh, I Look, I'd say it's probably more funnier as an adult than it was as a kid. Yes. Because I think you don't necessarily have to have worked in a bank to know that banks would do anything for a promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if you're an adult, you've probably come across it at some point in your life. Where, uh, But certainly from working inside, yeah, it, it, did, it, it rang pretty true. Do you have your lines? You know when they're talking to Bart and he says it's more exciting than a day at Disneyland? <laughs> do you have the cliches that you say to kids? Well, you wouldn't Not deal me. with kids. Do like, I sound you? like a cliche kind of person? I don't know. It's four thirty in the afternoon. You've been working like a dog all day. I w- no. If anything, I go the other way. I once got in trouble for um for suggesting that uh, I was talking to a seventeen year old kid who looked like he weighed about one hundred and ten kilos, but not like super fat. He was just solid as hell, like like a rugby player kind of. Deal. Yeah, similar similar build to a rugby player. Yeah, and I happened to have a rather uptight manager who was sitting in on this particular interview, and like they had to do observations and that sort of thing. Um. This was in Carayo, by the way, just to, again, further... Oh, you used to work at the village, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, further add to, to the locale. Carayo's uh, not, not pleasant. <laughs> just making general chit-chat. We're opening a first savings account for him. I was like, so um, do you work at the moment? Went, nah, not yet. No, I'm just trying to suss out if money was going to be going in there often and what he might need. Uh, and I'm like, well, uh, fair enough. What are, you, what are you planning on doing? Like, what do you, what do you want to do with your life? And he's like, oh, I'm not too sure. I've got a couple ideas. I was thinking maybe... Um, or something to, like maybe a mechanic or and he paused and left that space open and I just dived in with professional wrestler. Um, his mum thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> he thought it was pretty funny. My manager did not. Really? Yeah. She like later was uh, well, what I found out another a manager who worked at a different location that I knew pretty well. I get this phone call going did you suggest someone should become a professional wrestler because they were overweight? <laughs> and I was like, well, not. I mean, he was big. <laughs> like, he looked strong. His finisher would be the stink face. <laughs> um, and so the, the story was, she'd got out, called this other manager, and has gone, well, in the interview, she's obviously given a bit of a description of the kid. How did she, was she in the interview with you? Yeah. Sitting down, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it said that. She's like, and then he said that he should be a professional wrestler. The other man she's speaking to, his response was... <laughs> Mm, mm. Oh yes, well, <laughs> but it was just like muffled laughter. <laughs> and then he's called me. He's like, "That was pretty funny." <laughs> it's like Marge laughing when Lisa hurts Bart. Yeah, <laughs> Lisa, go to your room. <laughs> so getting back to Bart, the thing. So Bart now has his checkbook. He has it's the Hindenburg going down. I never had a checkbook like this, but if I if there was one available, I want one. Have you ever had a checkbook ever? Do people still write checks? Some do. An annoying number. Yeah. Um, they're, they're at that level that it's just enough that you can't get rid of them and also too much that it's a pain in the ass. Like the five cent piece. We're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. Yes. Do you think we're just trying to get rid of currency in general? Just make it all cards? Uh, No. Oh, well, you know, the futurist in you, maybe. Yeah. But I think there's always, I think there will always still be a small place for cash. Okay. Uh, but realizes that if he writes checks for people, they have to sign it. Yes. But first of all, he starts writing checks, he writes to Lisa, what is it? 
one cent and no cents. Yeah. <laughs> po- I love the look on her face when she pockets it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> She's going to keep that. Yeah. Then she, he writes one for Jimbo um, because the bullies are bullying him into giving him one. And then he writes one for Millhouse, but he makes him wait for like year 3000 or something. Year uh, 10, yeah. A, a thousand years from now. I yeah. Think something says, like yeah. that. Yep. Uh, he just sits there looking at his watch. That's it. No more autographs. I gotta go. They're naming a new sandwich after me at my restaurant. Oh. That's okay, Bart. You can share mine. Quick, press against me while the ink's still wet. No need. I'm going to get Krusty's autograph the easy way. If he wants these 25 cents, he'll have to endorse the check by signing it on the back. Then, when my monthly bank statement comes, I'll get the check back complete with autograph. No fuss, no muss. This is what all goes downhill for Krusty, isn't it? It is. Because, well, Bart complains not so much about the... Well, obviously, Bart has no idea what he's getting into, but yeah. Krusty just stamps it with his Cayman Islands offshore holding corporation. <laughs> Bart just wants his autograph. Yeah. I'm assuming Bart's got his autograph. It's a bit well, silly. obviously not. He's not, never thought to ask for He worked for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the bank, Bart, and what does he yeah. do? Fucks yeah, things up for everyone. Yeah, basically he says, like, he complains. He's like, you make Krusty sign this. And he's like, oh, it's perfectly normal. And I do like the reaction from the guy behind the, the teller. Like, it's very normal. He's like, oh. That's not normal. And then, yeah. well, but uh, yeah, on the phone to the bloke at head office dressed as a house because yeah. our rates are through the uh, our rates are through the roof. I think that's, it, what, I it think that's what it says. Yeah, yeah. But he puts the guy in the situation where it's not just the kids who love Krusty. Even no, even this guy. Yeah. But this guy knew that he. Some had, might say you're a hero. Yes. Not me though. I I love Krusty. He had to dub Krusty in because Bart he made Bart's made him aware. Mm. If he doesn't, then he's what's, what's the word? I guess an accomplice to it all. Uh, if he's aware that Krusty's doing it and yeah, doesn't do nothing, accomplice after the fact. Krusty was supposed to sign this. Take it back and make him sign it. Uh, no, no. Uh, stamping the back of a check is perfectly legal, little boy. Uh, many people do it to save time. You see, in this case, instead of writing out his name, Krusty has stamped the name of his Cayman Islands holding corporation on the... Hmm. Uh, excuse me a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't divulge information about that customer's secret illegal account. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have said it was a customer. Oh, crap. I shouldn't have said it was a secret. Oh, crap. I certainly shouldn't have said it was illegal. Ah, it's too hot today. Sorry, the bank is... Oh, kid, gosh, I meant to tell you. Turns out that Krusty is one of the biggest tax cheats in history, and they nailed him, all thanks to you. (gasps) Some might say you're a hero, kid. Not me, however. I love Krusty. I actually wanted to mention this at the start of the um, the podcast. Do you think there's some times in life where you have sort of these... You said you never had a hero, but you have sort of like idols to an extent, people Mm. you look up to. If they were to do bad things, would you look past that because you like them so much? Like Krusty, like Bart does yeah. this for Krusty. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we sort of give them a hall pass. Yep. Well, I it's more that I cut I compartmentalize. Um, I'm not going to stop enjoying Kevin Spacey's movies. That's you know just flat out. I'm not going to not laugh at a Bill Cosby joke. I. What they've done outside of that, I'm not going to forgive either. And the Cosby not... Show is one of the most successful shows of all time for a reason. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. 
I'm more about his stand up of not okay. what, but but like beside besides all of that, it's that thing for me where I'm like I don't I don't idolize them the man or them the person. I never did. I idolize the actor within that person, which is what and, Bart does with Krusty. Yeah, and if they're eighty percent a shit human being, but I'm only seeing the twenty percent, and that twenty percent is still pretty good, then I'm still going to watch the Usual Suspects and go. How fucking amazing is he in this movie? So yeah, like I, I think I'm sure a lot of people aren't. A lot of uh, maybe it's I either in you either invest too much or too little could be the thing. Like you, yeah. if I've not invested enough, then I don't really care what they've done. That sounds callous. I mean, I care in as much as I know that it's not the I right thing to care have done. Who you are, Backstreet Boys? Yeah, I know, but why? <laughs> yeah, um, do you know the rest of the words to that song? Yeah, as long as you love me. But like, I just don't know why it came up then. Um. Whereas if you like invest yourself so much in someone that they do something wrong, that's not the thing that you liked them for in the first place anyway, then it can shatter your image of everything. Um, so I just don't let the individual tarnish my little portion of it. Well, an example for you, last year, or the year before it would have been, mm. Luke Hodge, you mentioned Luke Hodge before, got done for drink driving, right? Yes. If your brother did that, I feel you would be more angry at your brother for doing it than Luke Hodge. Oh, Luke, yeah, of course. Luke, Luke Hodge, it was like, oh, it was just a mistake, just a mistake. Yeah. If your brother did it, though, I feel you would be really annoyed with him. Yeah, that's only natural, because I have no say over Luke Hodge's life, whereas all of my siblings belong to me. <laughs> it's belong. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. But, like, you know, also, you know, deep down, if if an idol, but someone that I've never met, happened to die because they were drink driving, not going to change my life. I'll be sad for a day or two, and that's that. Yeah. Uh, if if it's someone close to you, like the proximity is always going to make a massive difference. Yeah. So we come back from commercial, and we get the moment that you said was your favorite. You say evasion, I say evasion. Yeah, Let's call Rockman. the whole thing off. I don't think you can hear the guy as well. It's evasion. Yeah, it's evasion. <laughs> evasion. Uh, evasion, and he wants to say evasion. Yeah. And that but, was a nice moment, actually. Of yeah, just that little bit of reality of hearing the producer over the top. Yeah, it's cool. There's also a moment that I never picked up on t- until I was watching it for this review. Of you hear, I believe it's Doctor here, but it's one of the doctors. You hear what he says to Rory B. Bellows in the clinic, yeah, yeah. saying these tablets will help with the queasiness. I never picked up on that when I was a kid. Yeah. So Bart is now very concerned that everyone's going to hate him, and for good reason because the entire town just worships Krusty. They yeah. all love him. Krusty is just. He doesn't quite get it, he does he? He's just upset and confused. Like, what are you saying? That you just, it's just words. Like, he doesn't quite get the magnitude of it all. It's just, we're taking your money from you now. Yeah. Um, you, feel I like think it's, it's a, you feel like it's a deal that the people around Krusty have set up for him. I think it's also largely because of the how quickly it's happened. Krusty, life was traveling fine for Krusty. And He's then always getting away with things. Yeah, then suddenly it's done. And in a fairly inhuman way. Like the IRS, if you're... And the ATO would be like this. If you're ever going through this sort of thing, rightly or wrongly, um, there's not a lot of humanity in their language. It's just, you've done this, we're doing this, this is gone. This percent, fill out this form. There's it's like no- stealing grandma's house in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking her house. <laughs> but Krusty's still let to do his show. The only thing is, it's not worth doing anymore, Now it's been it? run by the IRS. Yeah, I love that the... That little hand. Yeah, like yeah, the, the hand gesture the on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do, uh, what was it? The pie. No pie. Couldn't afford a pie. <laughs> Throws a suitcase at him. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> but he's already wearing the tracksuit. I've just got to, I just love Krusty's yep. tracksuit. Then we get Krusty Burger being turned into IRS Burger. Yep. I'll have four tax burgers, one IRS switch with holder lettuce, three dependent size sodas, and a Ficacino. 
He'll out schedule B. You should receive your burgers in six to eight weeks. So Krusty arrives home and he basically, he's, he's sort of got the idea of, I may have lost my career, I've lost everything, but I've still got my possessions. Yeah, still got the house. Cut to just the most soulless the foreclosure auction. auction. Yeah. <laughs> and now lot number 66, a handmade leather suitcase carried by the Krustovsky family upon their arrival at Ellis Island in 1902. A priceless heirloom and historic piece of Krustiana. What am I bid? 40 cents. Uh, I got 40 cents. 40 cents of here. 40 cents of here. 40 cents of here. 40 cents of here. 50. 50 cents of 50. 50 cents of here. 50 cents of here. 50 cents here. Sold for 40 cents. 40 cents? Ugh. My grandpa Zev would turn over in his grave if it wasn't filled with some veteran. Lot 67. 32 cartons of pornography. 10 cents. 12. 12 cents to our phone bidder in Japan. Any advance? Well, they brought us a dime. I didn't know there'd be pornography. Sold for 12 cents. Oh, my beloved pornography. I can't watch this anymore. I'm going to bed. How much for Krusty's bed? Half a buck. Sold. Good night, everybody. Good night. Boy, Jasper misses out on the pornography. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> all I bought is a dime. I didn't know there was going to be pornography. <laughs> that is cut out on television. There's a couple of scenes, oh, really? couple of scenes in this episode that are cut out on television, I remember. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I also skipped over here too. The bus, when it goes past, I've mentioned this in another podcast, but mm. it's actually a promo for Mad About You, which was the direct competition of The Simpsons at that yeah. point in time. Ballsy. On that bus. Yeah, yeah. It was so I'm quick. I'm surprised you that Fox it. allowed that. It was so quick. You would never yeah. know. It's a real freeze frame gag. Tell me why I love you like I do. <laughs> Sorry, someone was mentioned. Uh, someone wrote in saying that there wasn't enough music in the podcast or something like enough that. Music, yeah. So I'm. How you, do we you've gone Backstreet Boys. This? I'm going to try and get in. No, we can't incorporate music. Um, but I'm going to try and get in a little bit of mad, uh, just TV themes. I'll sing them when I can. Were you a Mad About You fan? It was one of the shows oh. that I never seemed to pick up on. I wouldn't say it was like I. I laughed at it when it was on, but I never wouldn't be able to remember a single episode. I feel like it's just disappeared. You never see mm. it in reruns or anything. I feel like Paul Reiser has just disappeared. So they try and sell Krusty's plane, but it seems that nobody wants the plane. Like they yeah, put it just up... sort of, it's introduced, no one cares. Yeah, I like the story that he tells, and you think you think the joke's going one way. Yeah. And now, lot number 2380, Krusty's private plane, the I'm on a roller gay. But I love that plane. I used to fly to Vegas in it with Dean Martin. One night he looked out the window, and the moon hit his eye like a big pizza pie. We wrote a song about it. But it ended up infringing on one he recorded years before. Then Krusty's at the front. He's just given up. There's just nothing worth living for now, basically. And Bart tries to comfort him. Just doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want the respect, does he? He he wants all the things that come with yeah. it. Krusty, hi. Is it okay if I sit down here? <clears throat> Go ahead, kid. Knock yourself out. I'm sorry for all the trouble I've caused you, Krusty. But you know, my mom says God never closes a door without opening a window. No offense, kid, but your mom's a dingbat. There's no silver lining here. I was a big cheese. A huge cheese. But now look at me. I gotta ride the bus like a schnook. I gotta live in an apartment like an idiot. I gotta wait in line with nobodies to buy groceries from a failure. Well, it doesn't matter how you live or what you did wrong. As long as you're on TV, people will respect you. Respect? Pah! What good is respect without the moolah to back it up? Everywhere I go, I see teachers in Ferraris, research scientists drinking champagne. I tried to drink a Coke on the bus, and they took away my pass. That's no life for a famous clown. Dan is amazing in this. Yeah. It's how I view the world. 
<laughs> why I can't ride the bus. <laughs> When's the last time you rode the bus? I reckon I've rode it once in a decade. The public bus. Yeah, like just general public transport. 17, I reckon. So 13 years. Okay. School? No. This, um, uh, tail. <laughs> I, I needed. Not <laughs> what you meant there for a second. I needed to get into a different postcode to be able to get some strange, <laughs> and I had to fork out two fifty for the Sunshine Coast busways. Oh man, let's not get into that. Money well spent, <laughs> and a nice little forty-five minute journey planning what I was going to be doing. Get there, forget it all. Yeah. <laughs> Fell asleep, missed the stop. She never called me back. It was a nice touch here too of Bart pretty much. Gives Krusty the chance to bash him. And Krusty, yeah. Krusty's about to. Yeah, that's a really good camera pullback. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just not worth it. Just get out of here, kid. It's just a shot of different areas around Springfield. Yeah. Next, where, like with Krusty flying the plane. So the first one that I wrote down was um, Superintendent Chalmers dropping Agnes back at the house and Skinner with his little nightcap and gown. I must say, I've had a lovely evening, Agnes. I don't suppose I could come in for a cup of... Seymour! Mother, <gasps> Superintendent Chalmers, Skinner! What I wouldn't give for something to interrupt this awkward moment. <laughs> That'll do nicely. Skinner's done nothing wrong. He's opened the front door for them. Yeah. But they're yelling at him. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess he, they weren't expecting him to come down. Okay. He wasn't expecting to see them there. It's just like, oh, what I wouldn't give for something to break this awkward moment. Ah, that'll do nicely. Chalmers has come for some strange. He has. <laughs> Yeah, even with all his problems, he's still willing to do something unbelievably dangerous just to entertain his fans. <gasps> oh, that's my crusty. I got a feeling he'll be all right. By the way, that mountain comes out of nowhere. Does. We never uh, see it. And disappears to nowhere. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Wiggum here is fantastic. Quality Wiggum. <laughs> all right, show's over. No one is... Oh, get a lot of this flaming wreckage. Crowd around, everybody. Come on, plenty of room. Crowd around. Crowd around. <laughs> Pronounces Crusty the Clown dead. Mm. Great commercial break. With absolutely no investigation, I might add. No, no, no. Oh, there's a photo of Crusty at the scene. I guess he's dead. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it's a great commercial break. First time mm. watching this, I reckon I would have assumed Crusty was dead. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, true. But why would you assume otherwise? You know what it actually reminded me of is a moment in The Fugitive. Um, when they, like after the train has first crashed... And the guy is telling the story about how, no, no, everyone died. I'm the only one that got away. And then they find the chains. It's like, oh, we're always so confused when we find leg irons with no legs in them. <laughs> it's like, would you like to revise your statement, sir? Huh? You want to change your bullshit story? Yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. It's like made, he was made for that role. Yeah. It's peak Tommy Lee. And he sort of brings that aspect to Men in Black as well. Yeah, he does. Um... Tommy Lee as a slightly, bef- uh, not befuddled, but begrudgingly arrogant, but really switched on smart guy. Sick of this job. Just knows he's better than Yeah. This. Yeah. Because uh, he's passionate in the fugitive. He's not sick of anything. He just wants to win. Yes. Yep. 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 Richard, do you want to get shot? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> fugitive reference in The Simpsons, by the way, is one of my favorite references of all time. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, we come back from commercial and it's Krusty's funeral hosted by Troy McClure. It's always great to get Troy McClure, isn't it? Just reminds yeah. you that you're watching the golden period of The yeah. Simpsons. <laughs> this is a host of previous funerals such as Andre the Giant, We Hardly Knew Ye. <laughs> Apparently there's an Andre the Giant documentary that's just come out and it's oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's, sweet. Yeah, it's really worth That'd watching, cool. I've heard. Yeah, we're going to have to check it out. Sideshow Mel gives a very nice speech here. 
Yeah. It reveals the tombstone. And then Bob Newhart. He was just yeah. trying to kill some time. Bob Newhart, everybody. Get dragged into it. <laughs> I love... The, I was just here for another funeral. I'll handle it. Yes. Bob Newhart! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the face he gives is kind of like when I say, uh, any last words, Mitch, for the podcast. Yeah. And I'll just throw you under the bus because you're like, yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next in our cavalcade of celebrity mourners, Bob Newhart. Um, <clears throat> see, uh, to, to tell you the truth, I'm, um, I was just, I'm just killing my time here. I'm, I was waiting for a, a well, a, a different, different funeral to start. I'll handle it. Bob Newhart, everybody. Oh, um, <clears throat> well, though, you know, though I, I, I started my career several years before uh, Krusty, so, you know, I could never really learn anything directly from him. Uh, still, I, I think in a way, in a very, very meaningful way that, uh, that I, that, uh, all of us have, uh, have learned from him. And, you know, that is by, by being a, a con on television for, for, for so many years. Even even though, you know, many of us we we didn't we didn't watch a show. <laughs> then, uh, thank you. Have you caught the story behind the scenes on this one? No, that all the writers were no. massive Bob Newhart okay, fans. So, yeah. um, the, they actually shut down production for the day to go watch him record dialogue. I've heard they did that. It was a Bob Newhart, was it? Okay. Yeah, and they were saying that it was a massive room, so everyone had to be stone-cold silent while he was recording his lines. And then there's just this eruption of laughter at the end of it because they all had to hang on throughout the entire thing. And then when he's done, apparently just was, yeah, buoyant, joyous. Everyone went nuts. I wonder if it was one take. Probably not. I'd be surprised, but who knows? See, I'm not a huge Bob Newhart fan. Is, is this his style? Wouldn't have a clue. You were asking me before about my idols? Bob Newhart, not one of them. <laughs> but that's that's not to say anything negative about Bob Newhart. I just don't know the man. I love that Homer was crying during the speech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bart is just absolutely devastated, though. Um, we get the news report about the two stamps. In a landslide, <laughs> the smiling, two smiling to one. stamp. <laughs> two to one march. Bart is very sad in his bedroom, and this is where Homer walks in and tries to cheer him up, mm. as only Homer can. I love the, um, the doll that Bart has, like... That is the greatest, lamest doll ever. Pull the string, it's just... Uh, but the batteries are going flat. But no, that's just the product. That's just what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't let Krusty's death get you down, boy. People die all the time, just like that. Why, you could wake up dead tomorrow. Well, good night. I do love it when Homer tries to help the kids and, and fails, fails in doing so, but doesn't yeah. realise he's failed. We'll go tomorrow morning, we'll go down to the pound and get you a new jazz yeah. man. But at least there he knows that he upset Lisa. He can try and fix it. Yeah, true. It's, this is the Here he I, doesn't even know that he's done the wrong thing. This is the I like stories. Yeah. <laughs> That's nothing to do with anything. Bart then goes outside and he sees a ute go past. We call it a ute, they call it a pickup yep. in, in the States. He sees Krusty driving it. Mm. Well, he thinks it's Krusty. It is Krusty, but yeah. it doesn't look like Krusty. He runs inside. Marge just refuses to believe him. Yeah. No, it's all in your mind. She went, th- she went through the same thing with LBJ. Have you ever experienced that kind of thing where you feel like you've seen someone, maybe not someone dead, but you feel like you've seen somebody 
but it wasn't them. Or even a case of you've gone to talk to somebody, thought it was somebody else, and gone, oh, shit, sorry. Actually, had it happened to me. Yeah. Uh, bef- like this I thought ver- you were Brad Pitt. This very night, I was sitting down. This isn't the hangover guy, is no, it? No, no, I was at I was at a burger joint, burger inc. in Geelong, and was sitting down to eat, and a woman who had been milling around kind of looked at me weird, and the chair that I sat in was half out. So I was like, oh, have I taken your seat? And she went, no, 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 no. I just, I thought you were someone else. So that's, she was sort of giving me weird eye. Um, <laughs> weird eye. Get, get, example, visual for me, not to listen to home. What's uh, weird eye? Okay. So it's sort of like, I think, yeah, I think I know you, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But that can also be interpreted to, motherfucker just stole my chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it really can. But then here's where like the f- sycophant fantasy world that I live in, because I nearly said, well, actually, I have done quite a few things around town. Oh. <laughs> I did it. I held myself back. But it was the first thought. I was like, you might have seen me on stage. <laughs> I wish you had have said that. I, I, I should have. <laughs> but you can never volunteer that information. I reckon more people probably saw you giving a speech at a school assembly than at those plays, right? I've uh, drawn decent numbers. You! You, you alone have drawn de- decent numbers. <laughs> well, I mean... You're the Hulk Hogan of the Geelong acting community. I can tell you that they're, they're not coming for the mulled wine in the in the foyer afterwards. I'm the main event. I'm the, I draw the house. Let's just say, Dando, that I'm not aware of any plays that I'm not in. <laughs> that, that's all. That's all that we need to say about Geelong theatre. So Bart's seeing Krusty driving the Ute. Marge doesn't believe him. He then goes to the. Why was Bart at the doctor's clinic? Is that is that explained, or was he just there? It's a good question, actually. I think he's just there. Maybe we could be wrong. Anyway, but the, the um, oh, what did he say? He says I'm next. Yes, she, Mrs. Glick's bitch. It's cold. <laughs> it's just coming off not long after the ninety dollars now. Yeah. <laughs> then, Although she's quite sweet in the next episode. She is we'll quite come sweet to in the that. next one. That is true. But Bart overhears that these pills will help you with the queasiness and sees that it's crusty once again. But yep. crusty looks. He's got the the paint on to yeah. cover up that it's crusty. That's so stupid to me. What did you think about that? Because I know that was a gag dog they went with. In I'll the, be honest, I didn't think about that. <laughs> the clip show. So he yeah. says, "That's not makeup." Well, this isn't makeup. That was a stupid joke that, that that sort of ruined the continuity for future episodes where they have to get Krusty wearing yellow paint. Yeah, just bothered me a little bit. Okay, just seems like a joke that ruined things a little bit. I'd forgotten all about it. Okay. <laughs> they he then goes and he sees Krusty. Now, did you notice he was swimming for crayfish with like no? Snorkel or no scuba diving gear, it was just under the water. Yeah, but he well, he was just stealing them from a pot, like from a crayfish pot. So oh, it was it out of a box, was it? Out of yeah. a trap. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that happened. Oh, okay. He just took it from someone else's trap. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. fair enough. That makes sense. He knows exactly where he's going. And he, he's adamant that he's seeing Krusty, but Lisa just doesn't believe him either. Mm. She's actually quite mean to him here. Well, she's blunt. Yeah. Bart, you're seeing Krusty everywhere because you want to tell him you're sorry for causing his death. Would it help if I told you you're not responsible for Krusty's death? Yes. Yes, it would. Well, I can't. You'll just have to learn to live with your mental problem. Well, sometimes people with delusions need to know. <laughs> Bart then figures it out, though. It's like a Scooby-Doo cartoon now. Putting all, putting all the clues together. Yeah. The kids go down to... I love when the kids have to solve a mystery. Yeah. They go down to the... um. What is it? The port, I guess you could say. The... Yeah. Uh, the, yes. The port. The wharf. Wharf. The docks. Yep. And they go visit the sea captain. And they ask him, Have you seen this man? I've got some customers. Call me back, Ishmael. Ahoy there, minnows. Ahoy, have you seen this man? Nah, that's handsome Pete. He dances for nickels. Pete, you got some customers. 
were looking for this man, Krusty the Clown. Nar, nar, nar. It's hopeless, Bart. We've searched up and down these docks from Pier 1 to that Pier 1 by Pier 17. Lisa, look! A signature with stars around it, just like Krusty's. Rory B. Bellows, slip eight. Let's go. Not a quarter. Dar, he'll be dancing for hours. The kids then go and they confront Rory B. Bellows. Know who he looks like here? Who he reminds me of? Uh, Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. Yeah. When he's on the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Just he has legs. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Magic legs. Yes. <laughs> Great movie. That's one we'll definitely have to get around to reviewing. He tries to get away. Actually, yes. Sorry, that will be a great one because I've always loved Forrest Gump and I feel like a lot of people have turned on it purely because really? it won the best actor... Uh, sorry, it won best movie over um, uh, Pulp Fiction and Shawshank Redemption. So it, it almost gets hated on because of the fact that it was said to be better than those other two movies that everyone loves so much. It would be great to hear Guy's take on that. Jot that down. Okay. Jotted down. Uh, he, Krusty tries to get away and fails because he forgets that his boat's still tied up. And the kids point out that they know it is Krusty because he's got the same similar, the same things like the third nipple yep. and everything else is Krusty. And this is where he just comes clean and reveals his ploy. He just, he just wants to escape. He mentioned this at the start. He's sort of come to terms with his new life mm. and he wanted to just escape. But at the end of the day, he still knew that he could have had his money back. But I guess he didn't want it. He just wanted to live by himself out in the water. Yeah, simple life. Would you want that? No, I hate the outside. <laughs> the outside, not just the water, just the outside. <laughs> Do you, what are you like on a boat? I'm terrible. Um, depends on the size of the boat. Like I'm fine on a, a catamaran or yeah. a yacht, um, or a ferry. Even mm. like yeah, you know anything like that. Uh, I did throw up the last time I was on a fishing boat. Okay, the water got pretty rough. Yeah, in my they kill me as well. Those fishing boats, exactly. Come on, Lise. Krusty doesn't want our attention anymore. Let's go worship somebody who has the guts to be a celebrity. Yeah, Krusty doesn't want to be a clown. He's happy just being another blue-collar bozo. Meh. Krusty's tired of having phonies around, pretending to be his friends. I'm sure he'll find plenty of people who'll like him for who he is. Well, uh, it could happen. Nah, who needs friends? The incessant people of the global positioning system is all the companionship I need. <laughs> ah! Tell me where you are now, you bastard! Alright, I admit it. I miss the phonies. That's all I miss. That and Shirley Jones and Marty Engel's New Year's Eve party. What about that great feeling you get from knowing you're better than regular people? What about... Being an illiterate TV clown who's still more respected than all the scientists, doctors, and educators in a country put together. Yeah! I'm not gonna let those guys hog all the respect while I'm out here in some stinking tub. Ugh. That's just what those eggheads want. Well, forget it, Poindexter, because Krusty's back in town! Yeah! The scene that was cut out from television here, when they were trying to convince Krusty, trying to make him feel guilty for wanting to be free, it's kind of rude for them to do so. He was actually going to live a happy life. And yeah. They're trying to make him feel guilty for doing so. But yeah. when the global positioning system blows up and he says, find me now, you bastard, or something along those lines, that was cut from Channel 10. Oh, really? I always remember, yeah, you threw it into the water and then it just cut to him going, I don't want to come back. So he realizes that the respect is what he wants. He comes back to the shore 
and the boat blows up and everyone lives happily ever after, I guess. He's back to being crusty again. The face paint washes off and he becomes white yeah. in the water. But what, So you think it's a good ending? It ties everything up. Yeah, I mean, it wraps it up. means that nothing's left... You know, there's no loose threads or anything like that for following episodes. It doesn't screw continuity. I guess they couldn't end this episode with Krusty not getting his money back somehow. No. So it wouldn't really make sense in the next one. No, it wouldn't. But overall, it's it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. I was really excited for it. It wasn't as funny as I remembered it being. I still think it's funny in smaller moments. It's just maybe yeah. not... not uh, sorry, not in smaller moments, but there are fewer moments of big laughs, but not... Uh, huge numbers of little laughs along the way. It's still, a, sense. still a fantastic showcase for Dan Castellanata, though. Just yeah. amazing. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Um, always ensure the lives of your alter egos. That is true. I learned that Jimbo's real name is Corky. Is that his real name or is that his... Jimbo's? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, when they're doing the check. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> JaVale! JaVale is here! Ooh! Mailbag time. We got an interesting mail that came through this way, didn't we, Mitch? Someone did we? from Spain? Oh, I uh, suggesting that we get the book. That was actually, uh, when was that? 25th. Yeah, well, close enough to this week. Uh, suggesting that we get the book translated into Spanish. Mm. Uh, Homer's Odyssey is currently available over in the States. Any and, Spanish and listeners the UK, out there? obviously, still. Audiobook, maybe? Um, all I can say is Lobby Penguin Random House because they'll put it wherever there is a market for it. That is true. Um, outside of that, uh, the closest you can probably come would be to read the book while eating some churros. <laughs> Okay, time for what have we got? A real mailbag now? Well, that was a, that was a real yeah, email. No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't make it up. Um, Kieran Russell writes in from the UK. Mm. Firstly, a quick Simpsons quote, which nobody got in his life. He was at work, brought in a whole load of chicken on a charity food day. Um, sorry, so someone brought in a whole load of chicken. So it was basically you pay a pound, help yourself to a bowl of uh, chicken ticker. I go up for a plate of number three, and that's all gone. I shout, "Yo, Goober, where's the meat?" Not only did nobody get it, the older lady running the table took offence to being called Goober. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, poor, like, poor thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what a Goober is. I feel for both Kieran <laughs> and for the old lady there. <laughs> she was startled. Yeah. Uh, he also has a my two cents and okay. he's doing himself in for being cheap. Mm. A local store has a service station uh, pick and mix section which you can weigh... Uh, so, like, you weigh your own bag, print the label, and take it to the till. I always take free lollies from the pick and mix. Yeah. Uh, me and my girlfriend at the time got two bags and filled them about halfway for three pounds and go to f- uh, go on to fill them all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, th- so, the kicker is to take it to the till where a friend was working, thinking, huh, easy game. To my disbelief, he felt the bags, took them, reweighed them for the full price for around thir- 14 pounds. Wow. So, his friends fucked him over at the registers. <laughs> That's like when the person comes up to you at Woolworths and goes, uh, sir, that's not a bag full of carrots. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll just rescan those as pistachios, yes. if you don't mind. That and is, that'll be $63. That is a kilo of chicken, not pink lady apples. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever deliberately put things through the checkout? No. I no, haven't. that is one thing. Surprisingly, given past stories, that's one thing that I've never done. Do you want to employ that I once did? Mm. So, chickens, you know, they put them on sale. Put them on special. Oh, the markdowns? Markdowns, yeah. yeah. And they put their new barcode on. So, one time, this is going back when I was a teenager, and this is back when chickens were $11, not the $8 that we get now. I cut out... Reverse inflation on so much of supermarket products yeah, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. 
I cut out the barcode of the, the special, the sale one, the markdown yeah. one. Put and it over a bottle of Grange Hermitage no, and no, walked out with but it. But whenever I'd get a chicken, I would just pull that out of my pocket and put that over the other one and scan it through because it would still come up, barbecue hot chicken. But no matter what time of day, I would right. always get a $4 chicken. Right, okay. So it didn't matter that that barcode had been swiped once. No, it didn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Fascinating. I know if it still works, but try it, people. If you've got, if you've got a <laughs> laminated card somewhere, I'll uh, take care of this. I used this. to do it with that. And I used to love the, you know, you get the six pack of yogurts. Yeah, yeah. One time they marked them down, it was to $2 for the whole packet. Yep. So I was just like, boop. So yogurt was always $2.06. For <laughs> <laughs> all chicken, $2 yogurt. Man, you're living large. I know, right? <laughs> chicken and yogurt, man. <laughs> What's the next mailbag question? Uh, Sean Connor, question for you. Question. He has a, uh, the exclamation mark is Sean's, not mine. Oh, well, actually, firstly, it's a question and a correction. So Sean is currently in college. He listens to an episode of the show every night before he goes to bed, which oh. is pretty cool. Mm. He's also got a copy. Uh, he got a copy of our book for his birthday recently. Cool. Or at the very least, he asked for one recently. I'd be enjoyed it. Uh, so I'm not sure if that means he has had his birthday or if he's just requested it. But either mm. way. He studies politics at school and wanted to say that he was really impressed by our slash my American history knowledge, Hmm. especially considering the fact that we're from Australia. That said, he wanted to point out that I got something wrong. He said, I hate correcting you, but I'm just a huge history nerd. That apparently the uh, the biggest electoral victory in the country was actually Ronald Reagan versus Walter Mondale in 1984, rather than Clinton in 1992. So I obviously missed that one when I was scamming, uh, skimming the Wikipedia. Yep. Uh, and who am I to argue with anyone that's a product of the American education system? You're allowed to laugh there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I was, when I was editing today, I laughed too much. I need to cut back on the laughter. Oh, you laugh at me too much. I, th- I feel like I... Because f- everything you, you say is funny, but sometimes my laughter gets annoying, I find. I'm editing, I'm going, Dennis, just stop laughing. Maybe you should insert studio laughter. Yeah, I think I'll have to start <laughs> like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I say that you just get this. <laughs> it's just, Mitch oh. says... <laughs> Do I still have that sitcom app on my phone? Mitch says something, Dano laughs. Mitch says something, Dano laughs. But like sometimes your jokes are better when my laughter's not ruining the punchline. So what you're saying is, you're dragging me down. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had a joke... At work today that went cruelly underappreciated where we had, we were getting flu vaccines. Um, so, there was a nurse set up out the back of the office and a couple of people were getting accounts opened. The, um, a, a young lady was doing the account opening for her. Halfway through that account opening process, it was time for her to go get her flu shot. Um, so, then a guy took over. And I hadn't even noticed that it happened. Then suddenly I turned around and he was there instead of her and doing the same thing. And one of the customers commented going, hey, well, what happened to um, Hannah? He said, I am Hannah. And then uh, he went, no, no, they're just doing flu vaccines out the back. And I said, uh, it comes with a combined testosterone injection. It really takes effect very quickly. No one laughed for about five seconds. Tumble ways. <laughs> and then one of them went, huh, that was actually really funny. <laughs> but it was like it just... It was like one of those things that the sound was out there, but no one's brain processed it. <laughs> I was so filthy. I was like, that's a fucking quality joke, guys. <laughs> you started walking off with your head like, down. You're not, you're not expecting to walk into a bank and get that kind of gear. Yeah, yeah. And, and you just, you know what? You've ruined my joke by not laughing at it. I remember um, Steve Martin was on, I think it was Letterman, one of those, one of the classic talk shows from the 90s. And he was saying, for me, the funniest stuff I don't actually laugh at. I just go, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, because if, if you get that response from me, you know I really appreciated your joke. Yeah, right. As opposed to me, just outbursts of laughter. Yeah. The, well, that could be that thing of like, if you are a comedian, I feel like some comedians do just laugh at everything because they, you know, they're, they're full of 
Jimmy Fallon laughs full at anything of life. when it's not funny. No, Jerry Seinfeld laughs at a lot. Like you see, you see that he really enjoys people being funny. It doesn't matter who it is. If it's entertaining for him, he's going to laugh. But when they follow it up with that's really good or that's really funny, then that's when not only did they laugh the first time, but the part of their brain that works on constructing a joke also knows, yeah, that's really, really good They've work. Broken it down and processed yeah, it. Yeah. You, can, you can tell the difference between, when you watch those guys in particular, you can tell the difference between just run-of-the-mill laughter and, oh shit, that's genius. Yeah. What was his question? Did his have- question is, if you could pick three episodes for someone who had never seen The Simpsons before, which three would you pick? Obviously, it would depend on the person you're showing. Mm. For someone who's a sci-fi nerd, you would show them The Springfield Files, I believe. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's say it's your kid. My kid. Yep. Six years from now, they're so watching The Simpsons for the first How time. How am I going to get them hooked on The Simpsons? Yep. Six-year-old. I think Itchy and Scratchy Land would be a good one. Yep. They'd enjoy the theme park aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, After you've shown them Westworld. <laughs> yeah. What's, uh, what's a wacky one that they could appreciate as kids? Bart falls down the well. What's that one called again? Radio Bart. Radio Bart. Sorry. I'll just Radio Bart. Radio Bart. But I guess uh, that's one that I guess you, you appreciate more as you get yeah. older. But I, I mean, think, I like that. You, as a you kid. loved it as a kid. And that's yeah, one that I liked as a kid as I well. Was super ahead of myself as a kid. No, but I, think I really liked it as a kid. Yeah. This is for me, obviously. What, who would you choose? Well, I think of my third one. Um, who would you choose? Who, what episode would I choose for your kid? What? Bad babysitter. Try to give him some bad nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> what was that one called? <laughs> the Cape Fear. Cape Fear will do. No, the. Homer walking in with the thing. No, but I know you mean the Babysitter Bandit one. The Babysitter Summer Bandit. Summer Evening. Yeah, Summer Channel Evening. Which was originally going to be the pilot. Yeah. Maybe Call of the Simpsons. I think that's an episode that kids would like. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a pretty timeless one for yeah. for the youth. Yeah. Even um, depending on whether you had a boy or a girl, if you had a six-year-old boy, I'm definitely showing them uh, Homer jumping Springfield Gorge. But the Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, it's another good one. Yeah, definitely. Well, there's a couple. Yeah. Final question for this week's mailbag. Okay. Oh, actually, this is, is this a question? No, it's not a question. It's a shout-out. We're going to give a shout-out uh, to wrap the mailbag up this week. This is in from... I'll tell you what. I'm going to keep names out of it. Until the end. I feel like that's going to have more effect for the person that actually hears this. Love the show. Scenes from a class struggle is a particularly important episode uh, for the person that he's writing in about because the person that he's writing in about did a master's level presentation on it during her time at university. She studied gender, sexuality, and culture and used the narrative as an example of a passing narrative. The idea, brackets, I think close brackets, is that someone tries to pass as a different ethnicity for or person for a benefit, in this case for social mobility. Apparently, identity is, a fluid, uh, is fluid, a performance not necessarily based on authenticity. Brackets again, she explains it better. <laughs> Which, <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you, that one sentence right there is why I went, I have to read this out. There's <laughs> something so beautiful about him going, she's much smarter than I am. <laughs> um, Everyone else brought in typical elitist academic examples and were really judgmental of her childish choice, except for one guy, childish in quotation marks, except for one guy who enjoyed it. She'd be over the moon if you could mention her and give her some proper credit for an original idea. So, that is from Matthew Harrison in Manchester, and the lady in question is Roz Harrison. Roz, we would love to get a copy of your, I assume it was an essay that you were doing. We'd love to sit down and read that. So if you could send that through to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com and outside uh, .com.au. .au. Uh, yeah, fourfingerdiscount.com.au. And outside of that, keep trying to crowbar The Simpsons into as many academic things as you possibly can. It, If nothing else, it will give your lecturer a break from the banal repetition of everyone else with their fingers up their own ass, <laughs> making way for their heads. On that note... That is my view of people at university. <laughs> 
Thanks for, thanks for listening to our review of Bart the Fink. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the tangents this week. I think we had a few tangents. I've enjoyed them. Have you enjoyed them? I mean, I was going to, but you told me no laughing. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. No, you can laugh. You never laugh. It's because I'm always the one talking. Yes, yes. <laughs> Remember, if you want to support the show, you can by just going to patreon.com slash discount where you'll get access to our Futurama podcast, our movie review podcast. We've got top 10 podcasts on there as well, some exclusive videos of us doing Let's Plays of certain Simpsons games, plenty of other stuff coming up in the future. Patreon.com slash discount. Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Just uh, uh, need a bit of help here. I'm trying to come up with a Golf Clash name that's not taken. Um, okay. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, come back. we'll come back to podcasting later. Shh.